Hi, welcome. Welcome to Training with Casey, and I'm your host, Casey Cover. Working and living with animals is my passion. I expect it's pretty important to you also. Let's explore it together. Here, we talk mostly about training, but also about genetics, physiology, philosophy, enrichment, and more. We chase some pretty big rabbits into their burrows. Buckle your seatbelts and let's take a ride. Hey, welcome to Training with Casey. And tonight it's time to talk about fireworks again. And that's because we're just a few weeks away from uh, New Year's, right? And I just did a live stream on something similar. This what the live stream was on, you know, holidays and how to help your animals get through the holidays. And one of the things I touched on was fireworks. But in the last few days, I see all these people talking about the misery of fireworks and how they want to get the fireworks banned and it ruins their lives and it ruins their animals' lives and dogs take off running and they're lost forever. And, you know, people go through misery every time there's fireworks, blah, 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 blah. Not making light of that, but I'm saying, let's say you were able to ban fireworks. What are you gonna do about thunder? What are you going to do about sonic booms from jets? gunshots, air brakes. We cannot control the world. And if you controlled fireworks, rather than teaching your animals to cope with them, you just find out soon enough, there are other similar problems and not as predictable. You know, it's, it's easier to teach about something that there's a little predictability in when it's going to happen. So I'm suggesting a different solution, or I'm, I'm suggesting a solution. So rather than dread every time this comes up, which in America is at least twice a year, and usually more frequently and very unpredictable out here in the countryside of Virginia, we have all kinds of people making really strange noises. Some of them are the US military um, with their various jets and so on going overhead. We have all kinds of heavy farm equipment. We have people that are practicing shooting their guns at all times of the day and week. And, you know, huh. You sure can't control the thunderstorms. So I'd rather solve the problems. Not only does it's more efficient, it's more practical, but it's much better for the animals. Because if you're not there to protect them, then they need to be able to get through it on their own. So what allows that to happen? because it's a lot easier 
than you might think. Okay, so if you do this, if you teach animals, I have to read my notes, right? If you teach animals to cope with these sounds, you gain peace and the animal gains peace. When the fireworks are coming or when a thunderstorm is coming, you don't get this panting and agitation and barking and howling and scratching and trying to get up on your shoulders and trying to get under the table or in the shower behind the toilet. You get safety. The animal's not trying to claw his way out of a crate where he could injure his teeth and his mouth and he's not trying to run away and he's not um, so incredibly fearful. And you gain relief from injuries, from damage to your you know, house and your pets and from bolting pets that run away and you can't find them. So I said it's pretty fast to do. And I'm actually amazed. I mean, when I start these things, I try to bring every tool that I can. You know, like if I think I need one tool, I'll bring three or four. Because my father was a military officer. He was a Navy officer. And he taught me that you always take more resources into battle than you think you need. If you send too many people, everybody comes home for dinner. If you don't send enough, nobody comes home for dinner. So before we talk about the tools, let's see exactly what kind of results we see. And, and what it took to get those results. All right. So. All right. This is Bo. Well, let me show you Sarah first, because this is short and sweet. So this is my partner of 30 years now. 30 years. And... She was just minding her own business around the 4th of July. <laughs> and she had just moved here. And even though we've been together for 30 years, I've never been through fireworks with her. But I was prepared because I wanted to make sure that she was fine with it and also affair. Now, affair was actually more critical but Affair is dark colored and she doesn't show up so well in the camera at night. But both of these animals, Affair at that time, she's really changed a lot. At that time, they had just gotten here to our property and Affair was a an emotional mess. She would just get upset and run herself into sweats every day, like for an hour at a time. It's why we had to bring her home. She just was not thriving in the stable environment anymore. So we did bring her home. And I don't know if she went through fireworks before, but she didn't go through them with me. 
And with Sarah, um, she, I don't know if she ever went through fireworks and she didn't go through them with me. So I was there and I'm ready to just apply the tools in real time. So this video is only a minute and 12 seconds long. Let's take a look at it. Good, good, good. There you go, good job. Fireworks, okay? Can you see it up there? Yay, affair. Good job. She doesn't even look like she notices, does she? That's good. Obviously does notice. Okay, so if you look over there, Sarah, you'll be able to see them. They're up high over the trees. Hear the little ones further away? There they go. Good. Yeah, good job, Sarah. Good job, Affair. Fantastic. If you have a so I thought that Sarah would be the one, I mean, that Affair would be the one that had problems with this. And it was actually more Sarah. But they've already learned a lot of vocabulary because I explain things to them constantly. And she, yeah, very quickly adjusted. And look, when I told her, Look over there, over the trees. She did exactly that. So in case you wonder if she actually understands, there you go. Now, how long did that take? Less than two minutes. Just by being ready to guide them through the experience the first time. And that was just this past 4th of July. So I'll keep you posted on what happens next time. So now... Let's take a look at a different situation. Now, in this case, this dog, Bo, I got from the Friends of Bark in Houston, Texas area. So shout out to you guys. Bo has now passed, but he lived to be almost 15 years old. And Bo had a very checkered beginning. He was an extremely emotional, out-of-control dog, not a vicious dog. And that was pretty much the only fault he didn't have. He peed and pooped in his cage, ripped things up, separation anxiety, ate poop, uh, chased the cats, you name it, he did it, except he was not aggressive. The first year he came, he came right before fireworks and I took him, Callista and Kia to the beach and I taught them about fireworks and, you know, fireworks session, it was about a half hour, right? So this is the next year and I wanted to see if he still remembered 
what he needed to remember because at the place where we lived at that time, we were one block from the beach and everybody was lighting fireworks off in the streets. So there was no escape from fireworks. So remember, he just had that one half an hour a year ago. And this is a crazy video. What you need to do is just watch the action where you can see the light. I'm mostly keeping right on Bo's face. I want you to be able to see the emotion. And at that time, I just had a little headlamp, which was red, so it wouldn't disturb his or my night vision. And what a fiasco. I'll go ahead and tell you the story now, and then you'll have to decipher it from this video, which is not very good, but um, real life is like this, right? If I wanted to show you what actually happened, not a setup in a studio, but actually how the training held up a year later. I had to show you however I could get it. So here's this picture, if you can imagine this. Bo and I are walking down to the beach and he's on a leather lead and a collar. And I have my camera, my headlamp, my key, my flip-flops. And as I get there, it's still light enough that I can find a place to sit for both of us. And I could see fireworks happening, but they were like 150 feet to my left. And I thought, okay, this is far enough away. And, and we needed to sit down because people were coming and going and I needed to be in a stable position to manage Bo in case he really reacted to something. Imagine my surprise. I get everything set up. I'm ready to take pictures. And all of a sudden, Bo darts out into the darkness. It's now become dark. His collar and lead somehow failed. Now, they didn't break, but he somehow tripped the um, clip on the collar and darted away. And I saw him run right in front of this man. And the man's looking at him like, well, I don't know about you, dog, but I wouldn't want to be standing there. And there's a flash of light from fireworks. And all of a sudden, I see that there's an entire bank of fireworks right in front of where Bo is standing. Oh, my goodness. We are way too close. We're only about 15 feet away from all these fireworks. So I would tell you that if that happens to you and you've trained your dog, a la Sat, you're gonna say, here, good, 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 as your dog comes into that target. And they usually fly to our targets. But what I did instead was say, Bo, get over here. Get over here, Bo, right now. And you know what he did? So by the time I said that twice. He was actually back and I put his leash back on 
But now the fireworks are about to go off way too close. And I'm surrounded by people sprawled all over the beach. Like there's no graceful, safe way to walk Bo out through this maze of bodies and equipment and snacks all over the beach. And especially if he was going to be upset and trying to dart away, I had to make sure that I didn't lose my equipment, like by being pulled out of balance by a panicky dog. So I reluctantly made the decision to stay right where I was. And you know what? You're gonna see in real video that Bo does fine. But you're also going to see that there's a little delay in his reaction. So he does fine, and then the fireworks finish. And he's quiet for a second, like he's taking it all in. And then he starts barking his head off. That is the emotions catching up with him. So before I started to take him home, I needed to get him calm and receptive to guidance and information. So I go ahead and spend a bit of time doing that. And then I go to trouble to try to show what Bo is like on the way home, how quickly he calms down. So he's calm all through the fireworks, then gets upset, then calms down again, and he walks right into fireworks on the street, all over the place. And he stayed calm coping and in command. When we get back to um, our place, you can see that he keeps a loose lead and he's very calm. So let's take a look at this. This is eight and a half minutes. Here, good boy, look at how calm you are. Good job. Okay, let's go out. Okay, good, Bo. There I can see you. Okay, see, I put the collar on correctly. No problem there. Okay, let's go. Now, okay, can I you get up? Do, yeah, behavior. I'm asking him to get up on a wall, and there he jumps up. Okay, wait, wait, wait. 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 Oh, look. Attentive, but Good. not panicky. Good. Okay, here's all the fireworks. They're very close. And here's Bo looking for crabs. On the beach. Hey, Bo. Come here, bud. Siding right at that little glint there is both easy. Good boy. Good job. Nice work. Good job. Woo, look at that, Bo. Very, very good. Nice work. 
Look at you. There they go. Good job. Those are fireworks. Easy. Easy. Can't taste them. They're not like birds. Oh, you know what? We're way too close. Here. That's when I just Go! Come here. Go! And here's Bo. Good, you're fine. You're fine. Easy, easy. Easy, easy, easy. You can't get it. They're not birds. We get excited. Good, Bo. Look at that. Good. Nice work. Good. Good, 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 good. Good. Very good. Nice work. Very good. Absolutely. That yawn. That's him self-managing. Yay, Bo. Good. Good, good, good. Look at that yawn. Good boy. Good. That's a puppy, huh? Is that a puppy? He's breathing faster, and he's really doing a good job. Okay, so Bo's leaning into me. And I'm still working with my hand on him, like so. And I'm trying to break up the tension in his muscles. Good job. Good, but he's doing a really good job of maintaining himself. Good boy. Nice work. Nice. Let me just lay down. Good. Very good. I did lose them on that trip. Okay, you got to get easier. You're doing well, but you got to get easy. No crawling, you're staying here with me. Good. What you got? Okay, now he's really starting to calm down. If I can get him really calm and even off this alert point, then that'll be good. And if I can get him connecting with me, then I'll be very happy. I mean, he's listening. He doesn't have to maintain eye contact. It's not necessary to get the work done. But I'd like him to think that it was more fun to be doing what we were doing than anything else. Yeah, what is it? Wow. Nice sit. Very nice yawn. Very nice yawn. Very nice lick. Good job. For, yeah. Oh. We're just sitting working on this. And you get easy. Get easy. You're good. Now I think we're headed home. You're good. You can do this. Good job. And thank you for just checking in. Thank you for just checking in. Actually, it looks like it's still sand, so we're probably still there.
Uh uh. So the You're with me. flowers display is over, but the people in the neighborhood are still popping off various things. Some of them just make sounds, some of them make sounds. There's siren. Those are sirens. Firecracker. Air brakes are another thing we need to keep the dipper. Um, Good. Okay, ready? Good job. Good job. Good loose leash, too. Okay, so even though I've got a double leash on, you can see it's loose. There we go. Good job. Nice work. Very good. Hey, Wombo, go up the wall. Good, let's go. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Really that's a good wall. Nice work. Very good. Slade. Okay, and I don't know if you can see it. Hey, bud, hold on. Wait. Bo, wait. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to get it so people can see. Good, 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 good. His loose lead. Here we go. Hey, good loose lead. Good job. Okay, that's tight. That's tight. Good. Okay, wait. I want to get this great loose lead on video. Okay, now I'm going to go in the direction opposite that he wants to go. Good, 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 good. Yeah. And I just kept that lead loose. Nice work. Outstanding. Outstanding. Very good. Yes. And there's that wagging tail. Yeah, you did it. Bo, that was an outstanding job you did tonight. Outstanding job. Very good. Okay, and now time to let you in. That was one heck of a good dog. That was one There we go, folks. That's all it is. So, now let's talk about uh, the tools, what it really took. So, you know that literally there was a half hour and... Um, to to get Bo to that point and that's an eight minute video and I took video throughout a half hour of time you know because that's the the length of the um fireworks show but I cut out the parts that were either quiet or you know no changes whatever because it's hard enough on people to make them watch an eight and a half minute video. But you can see that's really what happened. And of course, I put the double leash on him on the way home, which I just looped it around his neck twice. So I could just hold it so that if the collar failed again, 
he would have to pull through those two loops and I would have a chance to, you know, grab onto him or whatever, because I had no idea why we had the collar problem in the first place, because you saw it was very uh, snugly attached. All right, so what allows us to take these animals so quickly through a process that can hinder and torture animals for years if you don't teach them? You're gonna think it's nuts, especially if you take the class. I guarantee you right now, you're gonna think you're nuts and you're gonna think I'm nuts. And you could be right. We're probably both nuts, but it works. As one person, as one certified trainer said, Casey, don't show them all the stuff we do. They'll think you're nuts. And I'll go, and I said to them, well, you saw this stuff and you immediately signed up to get certified. Did you think I was nuts? And she said, yeah, but I wanted some of the nuts. And so I recommend these nuts. Um, effectiveness is not about doing what you think is dog training. It's doing about, it's doing what works. And especially when it's kind, fair, fast, gentle, and effective. I'm going to go with that. All right. So you already, I, I want people to hear these tools so often that they start to get comfortable with them and try them out because the three tools I'm going to tell you about, you don't need to take my course. You don't need to be a trainer, you just need mindfulness. You need to apply these tools. So what are they? The first is bridges. Bridges are just a feedback that tells the animal uh, when he's done what you want him to do. That's a terminal bridge. It's like X marks the spot, right? The intermediate bridge tells him we're not done with this particular task yet, but you are on the way to success. Do not confuse this with a keep going signal. They are not the same thing. A keep going signal is a recue and a bridge is a tertiary, an intermediate bridge is a tertiary reinforcer. And Karen Pryor claimed credit for coming up with a keep going signal. And I came up with the intermediate bridge when I was at the University of Maryland. And we were working um, with these pigs to teach them to allow us to take blood from the vena cava. And we had to make a blind stick that went up to the hilt of a five inch needle. So we didn't want the pigs moving. If they moved, they could nick the vagus nerve and drop dead. So we taught them using this intermediate bridge, which removes uncertainty. If, if you just have an animal on a target and you just sit there silently, they're kind of like, well, am I doing it right? Why aren't you bridging me? Or why aren't you giving me food? Or why aren't you stopping? What more do you want? Do you want me to do it over here? Do you want me to do it? How about this? Does that work? We don't want that. We want that animal to know this is perfect. 
but we need more of it. Good. Okay, because we can modulate that bridge. You might think, and some people have argued that a mechanical bridge is superior. I talk to certified trainers that are using this day in and day out. Would you rather have a mechanical bridge? No. Why not? Because you don't have as much power. You can't make it more expressive. You can't make it more interesting. You can't. Yeah. You just got to embrace this tool. It's so incredibly powerful. So the intermediate bridge tells the animal you're on the right path and you will reach success. And when I do it, it's 7.82 to 7.83 per second last time we measured. And that's a really strange number because that is the main Schumann resonance, which is also known as the heartbeat of the world. But that's another podcast. So it sounds like this. Good, 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 Okay. That's what a strand of intermediate bridges leading to a terminal bridge is likely to sound like. But it's not like this. Good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. That's a rote phrase of sound. We're not doing that. We're actually communicating. It's like, you just did it right. Good. That's right. That's good. Good, good. Ah, good, 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 good. Outstanding. Okay. It's a conversation. You've got to love the bridge. Now, what sound do you need to do for the bridge? Well, if you're an ace, you'll use X, X, tick, 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 But you can use chi, 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 chi. Some people like that because they feel like they're incognito, right? Their mouth isn't moving. And nobody will know that crazy sound is coming from them. You're welcome to do that. French people have like this one. Do, 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 small. Okay. So that's do, 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 sweet. And Americans often like good, 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 good. And that's a particularly good bridge for dogs like terriers that are full of their own agenda. Now with dogs like border collies or Dobermans, they're very sensitive to sound sometimes. And you may have to rein it in a little bit, especially at first. Good, 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 good. But for 95% of the dogs, good, 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 good. And you want it sharp and piercing. Now let's go to the next uh, tool, the target. The target focuses the animal's attention and it secures his position. So we ask him to contact a point and focus his attention on that point. And the cue for the target is another sharp, crisp, Q. And I like to take it out from the solar plexus like this. Okay. Because if you go like this, the dog will look on the ground for whatever you spilled. So don't distract him. Just get into the habit here. Good, 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 good. Okay. That is the command here with the intermediate bridge. Good, 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 good. The target 
can help the animal stay focused and connected with you. We can also use target to counterbalance a distraction and to give the animal something else to think about. The third tool is probably the most effective, but by all means, you want all three of these tools. The third tool is name explain. And that's where you explain what is happening and oh, by the way, what will happen? Do not leave that out. Bo, we're gonna go to the beach and we will see fireworks. They're gonna explode, they're going to be loud, but we're going to stay easy. We're gonna stay loose lead. We're going to be together. You're going to be calm and easy. You're going to do great. Are you ready? Create the anticipation for the experience you want to build. Let's say your dog is new to SATS and maybe he doesn't know all this vocabulary. Say it anyway. He will learn from the experience as you take him through it. So if you said, we're going to go see fireworks and he's never seen fireworks, then remember what I said to Sarah? Good, those are fireworks. Good, fireworks, fireworks. Do you see them over there? Okay, we give the thing a name. This is so important because until you name it, your animal is used to you not seeing or smelling or hearing anything. They must think we are really in sorry shape with yeah, the way our perception is compared to theirs. When you say, do you see those fireworks? The dog probably is flooded with relief. Oh my goodness, at least she sees this. All this time, she looked oblivious to all these problems. And I thought she was too dumb to know they were there. Thank goodness she's actually aware. She's telling me what to do to get through this. This process alone is huge in building your credibility as a leader and your dog's ability to relax with you, to trust your leadership. It will also intensify your relationship. All of a sudden, he sees that you know a lot more than he thought you did. And not only that, you're sharing information with him, whereas most people treat him like he's not capable of understanding. Do you remember back when people actually said, a dog has no understanding of present, past, or future? Boy, is that inaccurate. But all these scientists and professional animal people were happy to pronounce this as a fact simply because they had never tested it. You test it, you find out unequivocally the animal understands all of these things. For example, I'll ask my horse, do you want a blanket, yes or no? And she'll tell me, she'll tell me. She knows 
that she's going to be wearing the blanket all night. She assesses the weather and she decides, do I want a blanket for the night that's coming up? It's not usually when she gets a blanket on, it's still, you know, relatively nice. It's still daytime temperatures. And the blanket is for the future. It's not usually for right this minute, at least here where the temperatures are fairly mild. So those are the three tools. And many animals can solve their problems with all these noises that cause phobias. And again, it's definitely fireworks, but it's also thunder, gunshots, air brakes, sirens, okay? When you have huge, scary, difficult sounds, this is the go-to. And with the fireworks and everything, um, we can't produce them, but we can be right there to respond in the moment to help that animal get through that thing until they learn to cope. Now, we have videos, and you'll see them in the course, if you decide to take the course, of Jamie Dolan's little dog just sitting there watching the fireworks. And Roberta Lawrence um, tells about Mr. Pickles and how she just used the tools. She didn't even take the class. And Mr. Pickles was really bothered by fireworks until she went and explained things to him and bridged him through it and so forth. And he never was worried about fireworks again. So try this. Try it with these three tools. So again, bridges, targets, name and explain. The fourth tool, and there's some other little tips we have in the class. Those are more challenging. Those, I don't want to tell you and give you half an idea about it and then have you go off and, and not be able to actually do it effectively and get frustrated with everything. So just try the three tools that I've told you about and let me know. Let me know if this solves your problem. How could you try? How could you test that? Well, you'll know on the uh, January 1st, right? But also a lot of times people do it all around New Year's, not just New Year's night. Um, go down to a busy street corner and do a session on teaching your dog about air brakes. And here's a tip for you on that. If here's your intersection, let me see how to, okay? So here's the busy road, here's the little road. And the big buses and trucks are going down the busy road, which is represented by my finger. And you and your dog are on the little road. Now you can go as far away from the busy road as you need to, to make it not scary. Okay, so find a bus stop with a little road that's, you know, tees into it. So let's say the bus stop is here and the bus is gonna come here and stop and you're gonna hear the air brakes. 
and teach your dog about the air brakes and um, get them used to it. Because this is something that can really bother dogs. And it's often very easy to get them past it. Now, why is it so easy when we do this? Well, think about yourself. Um, if you were just dragged into a place where you found you heard sounds that you thought for sure were dragons hissing, right? And nobody explained it to you. And they look like there's nothing happening. And you're like, look, 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 there's a problem here. There's a problem here. And what about when instead your guide comes up and says, okay, we're going on to a movie set. And it's a movie about dragons, so they've got mechanical dragons, and you're going to hear, you know, the sounds of dragons hissing, and you'll see these mechanical dragons moving around, and um, so just enjoy it, you know, they're all controlled by mechanics, and you go and you have a good time. This is the difference. Uncertainty is so uncomfortable, and with name and explain, and bridges we can relieve uncertainty and really help our animals. Now there's another tool that's also very helpful and that is condition relaxation. And that's the subject of another podcast. We have the class one, two, three, four, boom, always available. You can buy it anytime you want to. Sometimes I add it as a bonus to um, a class that we're doing. It's like, don't suffer. Just go get that class. Try your other tools. See how that changes your life. Go try it with something that's more predictable, like air brakes. And see what progress you make. And then decide, do you want to? Just try those tools and take on fireworks this year? Or do you want to get the extra guidance and so on and um, get the class? That's an option as well. Now, one other thing. Remember, we're coming to the time of year where we start opening the perception modification classes. So there's three, uh, three classes. The first one is a standalone class that has everything that's in the first certification class, except the support. There's no meetings, no live phone calls, no video um, uh, evaluation, right? No video coaching, no virtual training. We now are doing a lot of training right in the classes where I'm actually helping you directly train your animals then and there's no cycles in that version of the class cycles are one of those things um, people really benefit from getting rich guidance on how to get started it's that uncertainty thing it's not just dogs that suffer from uncertainty okay so you've got the standalone class which is called introduction to perception modification the basics and that is self-paced, on-demand. You can get it anytime. This year, on 
January 9th. The next class starts and that's perception modification, conditioned relaxation. And there you learn all about teaching animals to relax themselves so that they can cope with stresses and manage their own emotions. You're gonna learn about the five milestones and how to take animals through those. And why do you care? Because an animal that gets to the fifth milestone is almost always a self-managing animal, needs no support from the owners ever, ever. This is an amazing breakthrough. The third class, that first, uh, the, the class, you know, um, perception modification, condition relaxation, 10 weeks long. The next class is also 10 weeks long. This is called cycles. This is where the animal puts to work all those uh, skills at self-relaxation and the knowledge about it. And he puts those to work to solve and reprogram his triggers. And believe it or not, you're going to see dogs that had every kind of problem that then systematically start solving their own problems. There's more, there's more, it'll surprise you. It's not intuitive, none of this is, but boy, does it work. Okay, so we have two standalone classes that are, are two of them. The two standalones are always available. You've got one, two, three, four, boom, which is the specifics of how to teach animals to cope with fireworks and other loud, unpredictable noises. You have perception modification, the basics, which gives you most of the first class of perception modification. Then you have the 10 weeks and 10 weeks, the 20 week series that prepares you for certification. And this is for professionals that want to get out there and solve these problems for lots of people and dogs. And especially if you struggle with the fact that at the end of your training, you have to send that dog back home into the very environment where things were not happening correctly. And you're worried he's going to fall apart in that environment. And you're frustrated because the owners are not doing their homework or they may not do their homework. Imagine if you don't need to worry about that. If you just need to teach the dog and the dog can then do it for himself. This is exciting. Anyway, we'll have more on those classes because they're just around the corner. So if you haven't signed up at Sinalia.com, go right, you know, that's the website, right? You go right underneath the banner picture and there's a little button that says something like subscribe to news and networks that puts you on an email community where I do send out occasional emails, but also you can talk. You can talk to one another. You can tell us what's going on with you and your dogs or other animals. This works with every kind of animal. 
So sign up for the notifications, be part of the SATS community, um, start to get comfortable with all these strange things that we describe. The whole idea of talking to your animals, the whole idea of condition relaxation. When I introduced condition relaxation in, I'm not sure the exact date without checking on it, that I described it as literally condition relaxation, but it was certainly by 2020. I mean, 20, uh, 2000. And I was in Europe and a scientist said, relaxation, that's an emotion. You can't condition an emotion. Why not? Because it's not an operant. He was thinking about operant conditioning. But remember, you can condition a reflex, which is a bodily response. And some would argue that an emotion is a bodily response. So classical conditioning is where they see uh, bodily responses getting conditioned. So it's not usually what they use for training. Usually that's operant conditioning, but we know that it works. So why couldn't we condition emotion? And the fact is we can. All right. It's a lot of fun to think about these things in depth. It's so fascinating and complex. And by going through these processes, we learn a lot about how things actually work, what's really possible. And if we keep our minds open, we can keep learning. We can keep observing. As soon as you think you know it, you don't even see what's right in front of you, right? All right. So I'm your ally in trying to keep an open mind and keep observing and keep going forward. And I'm thrilled that we can travel that journey together. Thank you for sharing some of your time together tonight. You take care. We'll see you next time. Hi, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you coming here and listening. And please become part of the conversation. I love to hear your comments. And I'd love for you to tell me how this affects you, if it makes you angry, if it makes you interested, whatever. And as always, I appreciate it so much when you help us get the word out. I hope you'll come back and I'll see you next time.